0: This is Mark Miller, executive producer of the OWASP 24-7 podcast series. The podcast you are listening to is the second in a series of four, talking with prospective 2016 board members. Today's question is, do you consider vendor neutrality an issue at OWASP? If so, why? Why? Welcome to OWASP 24 7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype Nexus, providing automation and scale to open source component security. Additional support provided by CATSCAN from Proactive Risk. The format for today's Q&A with potential board members is simple. We ask a single question. Each candidate has two minutes to respond to the question. These recordings were done using Google Hangouts, so there will be slight sound glitches and background noises during some of the answers. We start with Andrew Vanderstock. Do you consider vendor neutrality an issue at OWASP?
1: In my view, this... Vendor neutrality issue has been... Um, I, I don't believe it's one of the top issues facing OWASP today. It's an issue. Us, and I, I have been around a long time at OWASP, ever since like 2002. So I wasn't there at the beginning, but I was there very close after it. So I'm very aware of the breakup that happened between us and vendors um, back in the 2005, 2006. And we lost so much engagement back then because we had... A more, almost a Puritan level of vendor neutrality going on to the point we were annoying the vendors. Um, we rely upon vendors for our sponsors. We rely upon vendors to supply us talks. We rely upon vendors to actually support our materials, our projects, our conferences. This is a symbiotic relationship that we should be looking to improve, not basically slam on them. Yes, we probably need better governance to make sure that obvious vendor. Um, talks uh, and uh, promotions, using OWASP as co-marketing without any benefit to OWASP. We need to be on top of that. Um, and That's tweaking. It's not overhauling. From my point of view, we need to bring vendors in so that they want to support OWASP. They can sponsor us. They can help us. They can do projects on their behalf. They can donate projects to us. This is a positive. We need to work on our vendor relations, not annoy them. And that, that's the biggest, and I think it's a much more mature approach to think about that from the point of view of working together. So we never, ever repeat the WASP mistake. The WASP mistake was eminently avoidable. It could have been fixed. And we lost several good years there because someone decided that vendors weren't welcome.
2: Okay, this is Johanna. I think we have to, be, we have to start with describing and creating and making sure that people engage in activities that have and carry on a responsibility of the OAS image know what is the code of conduct. And if we look at the wiki page of right now what we have as code of conduct is only basically a very poor guideline. So we need to define better guidelines. We need to educate better these valuable members that are part of our community and are engaging in activities that have a big influence in our vendor neutrality image. Otherwise, it's very difficult to define a line between what is vendor neutral or not. If we don't have clear guidelines, this is going to be very, very hard for everyone. So we should define first guidelines. Make sure everybody has read them. And and involve these people in in a better way to communicate and make sure that we generate feedback also from people assisting to chapter meetings, a way to create continuous surveys regarding our vendor neutral. We shouldn't be afraid to ask this. I created a survey uh, uh, which I uh, submitted to the mailing list, linked in groups, and I received 51 response in total. I couldn't say that this survey is completely accurate, statistically speaking, because I will be lying if I say that. But I think that based on the information and the feedback I received, unique um, feedback from each member, or you're not even part of member, I even ask, uh, "Are you a member, paying member, chapter, etc um, people respond in a way that is clear that there is some work that needs to be done. But fortunately, uh, OWASP has maintained also, it seems that we also have very positive feedback on our image.
3: Hi, this is Bill Corey. Uh, Vendor neutrality. So OWASP traditionally has had a lot of folks involved that work for security vendors. And there's some concern that those security vendors could use OWASP as a means of furthering their own business interests, and obviously that's not the mission of OAS. It's not the mission of a of the nonprofit. So, and and it actually jeopardizes the nonprofit status if it IRS perceives it's just really a shell for selling things, right? So, uh, I think it is something to be concerned about. Uh, there have been instances in the past and some concerns. Uh, There's also been complaints. Um, I serve on the OWASP compliance committee, so those types of complaints come my way. Uh, I don't think, I mean, the the question that I was sent said, uh, what would you do to improve improve OWASP image with regards to vendor neutrality? And I I don't think we need to change much. We already have policies against it. I think we just need to do a better job of enforcing it and making sure that everyone calls it out when they see slides that don't have the OWASP deck. And branding but rather the vendors branding right and and so I think we just need to do a better job enforcing our own policies where we have
4: it. hi I'm Simhala Simkandala uh, my take on this question is essentially I think at this juncture where uh, the the tools are not matured enough I think we should not stifle innovation right now putting restrictions on any uh, parties right now. I feel right now the need of the hour is innovation, put in artificial intelligence or whatnot where you bring in and push and you have to give incentives uh, for the vendors to come up with new tools and how they project is up to them. For me, I think it's, it's a non-issue right now. Maybe down the line when the products mature, I think that's when um, uh, the, the, the politics of the things come into picture and we need to have uh, guards and measures uh, to counter uh, the, those political pushes. But right now, I feel we should just it should be like uh, the Wall Street kind of stuff where without regulations where we need we need. Uh, kind of innovative push, uh, especially my my take. If I'm elected, I think I'm going to have a heavy artificial intelligence push into the information security field. So, so my take on it is. Uh, no, no, nothing needs to be done as of right now and uh, we need more vendor participation and we need to have quirky products and we should accept uh products and uh, there is no there's, there's a there's no requirement uh for any uh, censorship uh of any sort as as of as of now
5: Hi, this is Matt Conda vendor neutrality is definitely important to OWASP vendor neutrality allows OWASP to be uh, seen as a so objective, reliable, third-party, disinterested source of true information, and so it's foundational to our our existence and our image. Um, so it is very important. I would argue that actually, OWASP has an excellent image in this area. Um, if you look in the general security community, people think of OWASP as being this, as being vendor neutral. Um, There have been significant issues over the last couple of years. Um, A couple of specific ones come to mind that I'd rather not mention. But they get a lot of attention when they do come up because we're lucky. We have a community that's very active in helping us police this. So I acknowledge the issue. think we need to continue to work on it. What we're actually doing to work on it is implementing updated branding guidelines so that the rules are clearer and we can enforce them kind of building on what Bill said is like we need to empower people to actually enforce the rules and be clear about them. Um, and so that's what we're doing. Um, we look to Apache and Mozilla for guidance with that. Our new community manager, Tiffany Long actually has excellent experience in this area and she's working on trademarks um, in ways that, that goes beyond what we've done in the past. So I'm excited about this. Um, and I do think it's important in a way I'd rather have it be a case where we don't hear things because it doesn't become an issue.
6: Uh, Martin Kloploch, financial neutrality has, has been always a problem. Uh, the problem is we need money. Another problem is we want to be independent. And definitely that is a problem. The only way to solve this problem is transparency. So we have to be transparent on what is where we get our money from, why we get the money. The other side is clear rules. It's always a hard thing. Uh, for my own chapter, for example, I don't... Uh, Enforce the uh, speaker uh, agreement, always normally does, because people come and speak at my chapter from the uh, send from the company, put the money in, in there. So I think when they speak at my chapter, I can have them uh, let them have their own uh, company template. It was gets more complex for, for example, the late uh, discussion on the main list when it comes to sponsor uh, images. So it's easy for the conference because then we put the sponsor logo on the website and seriously stated. The other thing is when we have an OWASP supporter logo, we give away. So we need like to, for example, friend it by uh, which year it is for what they're paying. So there's a lot to be uh, solved and discussed how we want to solve it. I think that would be my idea to have a um, timestamp saying this is a uh, company can use, for example, a uh, sticker it says I'm an OWASP either chapter or project supporter 2016, for example, and then when it's not valid anymore, they have nothing else in hand to use. other question was, what if I use it for a certain product? So I give the uh, vendor this sponsor uh, token picture, and they will put it on their product. So even for that, we need re- uh, regulation, so they cannot say, like, this is a re- report, and, and have the OWAS logo on that. It's already happening. So there's a lot we have to do and protect our brand. Of course, we need our money, so definitely we have to be open where we get our money from, why we get the money, and have to make clear rules. From my experience, the most vendors want to work with us on a fair play, but we need the rules for them.
7: Milton Smith here. So I'd kind of follow up with um, what Martin said, which was, um, you know, rules, rules, but I guess a way to formalize that is... um, transparency and also accountability and um, it's also known as governance right it's uh, governance is not fun it's not pretty it uh, but unfortunately to take OWASP to the next level um, we need some and uh, um, you know when governance is missing or broken um, people on both sides are disappointed and when I say both sides I mean OWASP members and also vendors and um, so I think to grow to that next level, we need to be looking towards organizations that we aspire to be. Um, I do not think that we necessarily need to have all the answers. Um, you know, I think as leaders, um, we can understand that there's a problem and who we need to look to to help us solve that problem. So I would look to organizations like... IEEE and ISO and what what has worked for them and what has not worked and, um, you know, what could we bring over to OWASP um, and and begin looking at that would help manage everybody's expectations appropriately. Um, now, okay, getting to the topic of vendors, Um you know, vendors, uh, we have a challenge there. Uh, on the one hand, um, you know, nobody likes sitting in a, uh, in a presentation and having the hard sell. Um, on the other hand, um, you know, we need vendors to help us solve our problems. We engage them all the time. Uh, most of us do when we're solving problems in our business. And so what's the right sort of, how can we make it attractive to them um, without necessarily, um, you know, offending members or um, you know abusing their um, you know trust or tarnishing the OWASP logo. It's it's hard, but I think that uh, I think we need to do it.
3: Owen Pendlebury here. Um, so I believe a lot of the uh, issues regarding vendor neutrality stem from how our chapters allow vendor presentations. Uh, the speaker guidelines and templates need to be updated, and chapters encouraged to enforce them. OWASP needs to set out clear guidelines as to what speakers get from OWASP for giving up their free time uh, to speak at our events. We also need to outline what companies get uh, out of sponsoring OWASP. For many, this is uh, left open to chapter leaders, uh, where one chapter is strict and others are more lax, um, and this causes a bit of confusion in the community, which um, I think definitely needs to be resolved.
8: Yeah, this is Steve Kostin. Yeah, I I think uh, vendor neutrality is a very big concern. I think uh, maintaining our neutrality is just a core tenet of OWASP. And as some of the others have said, uh, I think a lot of the issues initially come up uh, in the different chapters where the levels and degree of enforcement varies across chapter to chapter. And I think that that's something where we need to provide extremely clear guidelines on what's appropriate and then the other piece of it is to allow a reporting mechanism uh, that's a little easier than posting up to the OS board or whatnot, just to report, hey, there's a vendor neutrality violation. I think uh, by doing something like that and making that entire process very clear, you kind of expose to all chapters, all projects, and whatnot, what is appropriate um, vendor recognition. Um, if someone's speaking at a chapter meeting, you know, typically we will allow them to put on their introduction slide their name and what company they work for, but we don't allow um, the logos throughout the rest of the presentation. And I think whatever standard we have, it just needs to be enforced across all groups.
9: And I think that reporting mechanism would uh, help facilitate that. Frank Tucci. Vendor neutrality, in my eyes, uh, it, it's, it, it's definitely an issue. However, I have a little bit different uh, a perspective. Um, so, you know, as Owen mentioned and Steve mentioned, the, the integrity of OWASP and the vendor neutrality it needs to be maintained to maintain our integrity and impartialness. Um, what I think is a bigger issue than vendor neutrality at the chapter level is and to me, I haven't really seen it abused too much at the chapter level. What I see as a bigger problem for vendor neutrality is in more in marketing uh, of specific vendor products and those kind of things. And I think that we need to be pretty vigilant and understanding on how our specific uh, projects um, how our different materials, our collateral, uh, OWASP collateral, etc., are being leveraged in claims and different things in marketing and, and across the uh, various product lines of specific vendors. And, and for me, I think that that's a bigger issue for vendor neutrality than at the chapter level. Um, but I think that the board as a whole needs to understand that if there is something happening in which you know, members or leaders are not comfortable with, that there needs to be some kind of action, and and I think that in the past year or two, I've seen somewhat of an inaction in cases where I think that there should have been action. Um, Obviously, as mentioned, transparency uh, needs to occur. But I think the vendor neutrality really needs to be addressed more holistically uh, rather than focused at a chapter level. And that's my perspective on it, and I, that's how I would like to see um, actions carried out and, and various uh, controls or methods that were put in place to address those things to be able to be reported back to the members um, of the community who had the initial concerns. So they need to be able to see results of the of, you know, hey, I have an issue with this, You know, how are you going to handle it? How is this uh, being handled? And then reporting that back. So that's my perspective on the vendor neutrality.
0: You have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller, and music provided by the George Cole Quintet. with support from Sonatype Nexus providing automation and scale to open source component security. Additional support provided by CatScan from Proactive Risk.